0: out there in podcast land, this is Combat Sports with Rhino, your all-encompassing podcast for everything combat sports. We talk MMA, we talk boxing, we talk Muay Thai, we talk glory kickboxing, we just talk all the time. I am so glad to have you guys join me today, and friends, after finally this long hiatus of, of a desert of MMA. A desert of UFC content. This weekend, the wait is finally over. We've got UFC 246, McGregor versus Cowboy Cerrone. Oh my gosh, I know we're all so excited. I can't wait. So today is going to be the uh, MMA very heavy MMA, right? We're going to really break down the UFC 246 card. I've got the entire card in front of me. I got my predictions. I got my breakdowns. I got my look ahead to what's going on. I am super duper stoked to be back. Uh We have some great Twitter questions today that I'm going to be reading. Miss Bailey, the, the beautiful demon, as I call her, is unfortunately not going to be joining us today, but she will be back next week. So I will be fielding the Twitter questions today. So as I love to say... Let's go ahead and dive right in. Uh fight 1, we've got JJ Aldridge versus Sabina Mazo. JJ training out of 303 Training Center out in Colorado. Uh very tough fighter going against Sabina Mazo. Mazo is from Colombia. Uh she fights out of Muay Thai Medellin. I first got to see her on the LFA. Um you know, I was a huge LFA stand. I watched it all the time, and I saw her compete a couple times on there. Very dynamic striker. Uh, long limbs, good inside elbows, excellent teeps. Uh, JJ is, as I said, she's a solid fighter. She's a good fighter. She comes from a good camp. I'm leaning towards Sabina Mazzo on this one. So my pick for the first fight in the prelims is Mazzo by unanimous decision over JJ Aldrich. Sliding right into our next fight, we've got Brian Kelleher versus Ode Osborne. Um Kelleher fights out of uh, New York. He's coming off with of two straight losses. He's nineteen and ten, so he's got a lot of he got a lot of experience under his belt. Uh, Ode Osborne is the Jamaican sensation. I've seen the kid fight. I, I really like him. He's six and two, so he's a lot less experienced than Brian. But I'm leaning towards uh, Ode, so I'm going to pick him by uh, first round rear naked choke. Yes, that's right. A dynamic pick from the Rhino early on. A first round. Rear naked choke for Ode Osborne over Brian Keller. All right, moving on to Tim Elliott versus Askar Asgarov. Uh, Tim Elliott, I mean, if you've been watching the UFC for the past 10 years, you've seen Tim Elliott. Uh, long, long time veteran. He's 15 and nine now. He was a coach on one of the seasons of the Ultimate Fighter. Well, an assistant coach on one of the seasons of the Ultimate Fighter. Asgarov is another one of these Dagestani Russian super wrestlers. You know what I mean? Um, he's also a very good submission artist. I. I know Tim's got the striking on the feet, but I think Asgarov is going to be able to take him to the ground. I see Tim Elliott getting uh, like an ankle pick, you know, getting ankle picked towards the end of the third, and I think Asgarov is going to be able to, um, I think he's going to be able to submission submit him. So I've got Asgarov with a third round submission uh, over Tim Elliott. So that's what we have for that one. Uh, working our way down to my boys, my 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 division, my heavyweights, the guys that I love the most, Alexio Linick. The Russian, the over 40 guy, the submission machine versus Maurice Green, the six foot seven giant, the kickboxer, the guy with the huge range, the guy who smokes cigarettes and drinks beer, (laughs) as we all saw on his season of the Ultimate Fighter. What a stylistic matchup! You want to talk about a really interesting. Uh, matchup between a pretty much a pure striker. I mean, I know he has a sub or two on his record, but Maurice Green is a kickboxer of the highest order, uh, and then o- Alexi Olinick is just a submission machine, so what's going to happen? Here's what I think. I think Green is going to probably get the better of things on the feet early. I think is going to have a hard time judging and getting inside to be able to get uh, Green down, but once he does, which I think he will, once he does, I think Green is in huge trouble on the ground. I think The 6'7 striker is going to be uh, lost on his back, right? I think he's going to be uh, completely out of his element, completely feeling like he's underwater with a stud on the ground like Olenek. So I think the Russian gets it done by third-round submission, and I'm even going to call it, and I'm going to say Peruvian necktie. Oh, yes, the obscure, the rare, Peruvian necktie. Kelly Olenek over Mo Green, third-round submission. Moving on to our next fight, we have the toughest nails Texan and good all-around fighter, uh, Chas Skelly, going against Grant Dawson, who is like a, he's a sub guy, you know what I mean? I haven't seen him too much, but I am definitely have seen Chas Skelly also in the LFA and then also later in the UFC. I'm definitely going with my, uh, with my heart on this one, saying the tough, toughest nails Texan, Skelly gets it done, Chas Skelly, by unanimous decision over Grant Dawson. Moving on down to Nasserat, oh boy, Nasserat H. I'm gonna call him against Drew Dover. Uh Drew Dover is from the elevation fight team in Denver. Uh, all across the board with his ways that he's won. He's won my lot by submission. He's won a lot by TKO. He's won a won won a lot by decision. So the dude is a very diverse fighter, right? He's got a lot of tools in the tool shed. He has a very diverse portfolio. He can finish you a lot of ways or beat you in a lot of ways. Uh, Conversely, Nasserat has looked really impressive, and you know, it's not his fault that he looks just like Calvin Gasolum, okay? I know there's a lot of hate for Calvin Gasolum in the world, and some of it, I think, has gone on to Nasserat, but it's not his fault, okay? So for me, this one's a hard one for me. I really, I kind of went back and forth on it, but I'm going to go with an, an incredible... Uh, explosive finish for Nasserat, and I think he's going to win by first round TKO over my man Drew Doberb. So that's the pick for the prelims on that one. Moving our way, and I, and I covered this a little bit last week, so I'll just do a brief overview. We got uh Roxanne Monteferri, the happy warrior, against Macy Boo Barber. Macy Boo, um. Like I said, I broke it down last week. I think Roxy has one chance, really, to win this fight, and that's to grind it out. I don't see her being able to finish Macy, and Macy has a ton of ways, if we're being honest, to beat Roxanne. She could stop her on the feet. She could break her down and get her to the ground and sub her. There's a lot of ways that Macy can win this fight. I believe Macy's going to win it by unanimous decision, 30-27 over Roxy, which I know, Juice, I know. It pains me to say. It hurts me deep in my soul. But it is my journalistic integrity to see it or how to call it how I'm going to see. I think it's going to happen. So, yes, Macy Barber, boo, Macy Barber, boo. I think Macy Barber is going to win by unanimous decision. So, uh, moving on down to Andre Touchy Feely versus Sadiq Youssef. Andre is, gosh, he's really snuck up on me having a 20-6 and record. I mean, I knew he'd been around for a while. Uh, Longtime team alpha male product. Very solid fighter. I mean, I like watching him on the feet. I think Sadiq Youssef is, like, right on the cusp of becoming a star. Okay, this kid has the looks. He has the backstory. He has the talent. i really, really high on Sadiq Youssef. Um, His ability to fight is is, is phenomenal. I love watching the kid. So I'm definitely going with Sadiq by first-round clean KO. That's right. I didn't say TKO. I didn't say anything else. Clean KO from a man, Sadiq Youssef, first-round, over the veteran, alpha male product, Andre Touchy Feely. Now, working our way down to uh, Holly, the preacher's daughter, home versus Raquel Rocky Pennington. Uh, Holly is now 12 and 5. Um, people like to give her a lot of shit because she has been given many a title shot, both at 35 and 45. Uh, they seem she kind of gets called like the favorite daughter of Dana, it's, uh, you know, sometimes. But here's the thing about Holly home multi multi multi-time boxing champion kickboxing incredible kickboxing really good mma fighter has run into a bunch of bumps has gotten stopped several times but here's the thing she is very mentally tough i don't think she would ever quit i think she has every possible advantage in this fight uh rocky pennington is a solid boxer and that's all i'm really going to say about her as far as her skill set, I think she's a solid boxer in the cage. There are way too many other ways to win. I think Holly Holm has all the advantage in this, size, experience, um, techniques that she can invoke in the fight. Rocky Pennington essentially tried to quit on her stool, which we all saw, and and you can't really— I don't know if you ever really come back from that. I really don't. I love her wife. I think, I think they're married. Maybe her and Tisha may still be engaged. I'm not sure if they're married or not, but I love the Tiny Tornado. But unfortunately I think her lady gets uh gets stopped. Um so I have I have Holly Holm TKOing Rocky Pennington also in the 3rd round. So TKO Holly Holm 3rd round. Cruising our way down to one of my all-time favorites Claudia Gadelia versus the upstart the firecracker Alexa Grasso. Claudia at 17 and 4 going against Alexa at 11 and 3. Claudia has fought the who's who in the UFC, in the women's division, she is, golly, I love her ground and pound, I love her tenacity, I love her ability to be durable, because she's eaten so many shots, she fought J.J. tooth and nail, I really, really I love Claudia Gedalia, I really do, so I'm kind of a stand for her, to be honest, she's got great wins, you know, she has wins over Esparza, on Kovalkiewicz, Courtney Casey, Alexa Grasso has some very interesting techniques on the feet. She's very good uh, in the stand-up. I'm going to go with my girl, Claudia. I think Claudia is going to have a very close split decision win over Alexa Grasso. So, once again, my pick is Claudia over Alexa, split decision. All right, cruising our way down to our uh, next fight with Anthony Showtime Pettis versus Carlos Diego Fajeda at 155. Um, you know, full disclosure, and and I know we talked about this many times on the show that I used to be on, the gym that I the gym that I train out of is a Rufus Sport affiliate. So the 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 narrative kind of comes because oh they're just going to pick Rufus Sport guys, untrue, right? <laughs> that that has no bearing on who I will ever lean towards or pick from or anything like that. There's a lot of Rufus Sport guys I really really like. If you've ever heard any of my shows, I can't stand Ben Askren, never could, never would. He's a Rufus guy. Don't like him. Never did. So there, there is no real um, conflict of interest. So I am in this case going with Anthony Pettis. With twenty-two and nine, has fought the who's who, as we all know. Um, Has you know, he tried to dabble down to one forty-five. It wasn't good for him. I like him back at fifty-five. Diego Fajada is a good fighter dude. He has 6 subs and 7 decisions and only 3 3 stoppages by way of KO or TKO. So to me that means he is a very cerebral fighter. He is a very medium to slow pace fighter. Anthony Pettis, his nickname is Showtime for a reason. Super duper explosive. He can end you from any which way, any angle from the from striking to taking you down and subbing you. Anthony Pettis is Super-duper well-rounded. Love the guy. Long-time vet. I think Diego has bitten off a little bit more than he can chew on this one. So I've got Pettis by second round at TKO. I think Fieda will try to keep distance, keep away, stick and move. I think Pettis is going to stalk him, cut him off, finish him out in the second round. So, again, I've got Anthony Pettis for your co-main event at uh, second round TKO of Carlos Diego Fajeda. Okay, folks, now we are moving on to the main fucking event. So I kind of did a quick version over the prelims and the main card, just so I could spend a little bit of time talking about, oh, I don't know, (laughs) my favorite fighter of all time in the UFC going against one of the guys who I've disliked more than anybody else in the entire history of the UFC. So let's go ahead and let's break open this package and see what we got. So (laughs) we've got my man Donald Cowboy Cerrone. Winning his fighter in the history of the Ultimate Fighter Championship, the guy has been the absolute definition of I'll fight anyone, anywhere, anytime, essentially any weight. Donald Cowboy Cerrone is the fucking truth. Has he lost his last two? Yes. Did Justin Gaethje finish him and then Tony lumped him up enough where the doctor stopped it? Yes, that happened has he had he a lot of losses. Yeah, the dude's like he's like 36 and oh, I got the numbers here somewhere. He's like 36 and 13. Uh oh, I was right. He is he's 36 and 13 uh, going against Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor for a time was the biggest star that this company has ever seen. He was the he was the glorious bad guy, if you will. Phenomenal talker, complete asshole, and he embraced it. Right, the thing about him was, and he even said it one of his things. The thing about this is, I back it up. I back it up. They say I'm all talk, but I back it up. I know my Irish isn't that good, but you guys get the message. He, um, he really did. He came in. He talked to talk. He walked to walk. He was everything that Dana White loves. He was a super promoter. The Jose Aldo tour, which I've referenced before was incredible you know they went to several cities over several weeks in several countries and he just got everybody talking about him for the fight right we'll talk later about now why everyone talks about him now but for a time there was no bigger star than conor mcgregor when you get through all the hoopla all the bullshit all the layers of facade and you break down the actual fighter conor mcgregor is a good fucking fighter dude he has One of the most crisp left hands we've ever seen, regardless of division, regardless of promotion, his left hand is a fucking laser strike and it puts people out. Always has. And we'll have to see if it still does. If the dynamic matchup between these two is here, here's how I see it. I think Connor is going to uh, obviously try to keep it at punching range. And Cowboy's gonna try to keep it at kicking range. Connor doesn't really have a kicking game to speak of, and we know that cowboy does. He has finished many guys with head kicks, body kicks, leg kicks. This dude is a kicking machine. So I think Connor is gonna try to come out. He's gonna try to create the distance that works just right for him. The punching distance, the distance where he can try to figure out how to land that left shot, which he loves to call it my left shot. And and Cowboy is smart. Cowboy's the veteran of veterans. He is going to try to stay away from that left hand and look for a high kick, I think. Maybe some body kicks too. I see this fight playing out as a really good back and forth. I think they're both going to have spots where they connect, where they hurt the other guy. I think that Connor is going to be loading up. Connor hasn't been. Has it doesn't have a win. Now, by the way, fun fact Connor doesn't have a win in the UFC since 2016. Now, granted, he took a long hiatus. There was the whole Floyd Mayweather boxing fiasco, but numbers are numbers, dude. He has not won since 2016 in the UFC cage. He last time he fought was against Habib. Habib tapped him out. We all saw it. Most of us loved it. And he hasn't he hasn't won in three years, almost four. Conversely, Cowboy, as we all know, has been as active a fighter as there is, and yes, he has dropped his last two. So, Connor's two and two in his last four. Cowboy's lost his last two, both to really, really top tier fighters at 55. So, you know, to me, it is heart over head a little bit. I am definitely picking Cowboy Cerrone. There is a there is something about Cowboy when he has to face someone that he actually really doesn't like, and there's been it's been very few times. Most recently, uh, Alexander the Great, right? He couldn't stand the way he was talking, the way he was chirping, and so I think Cowboy is going to surprise a lot of people. Very few people are giving him a chance. I've got Cowboy, fucking Donald Cowboy Cerrone, third round. TKO from ground and pound that is led into by a high kick. I think he is going to catch Connor with a left high kick, scramble his eggs, put him on the ground, finish him with some ground and pound. Third round TKO for Donald Cowboy Cerrone over Connor Mystic Mac McGregor. You heard it here. You heard it loud. You heard it live. You heard it. That's what I'm saying. So, am I going to get a lot of heat for that? Probably. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's a lot of Connor stands. They're very vocal. They're very delusional, if you will, about that he's the greatest fighter of all time. He's not, right? And could he win this fight? Of course he could, right? Cowboy's been stopped twice in a row, essentially. Connor has a phenomenal left hand. I-, I don't see another weapon that I see him beating Cowboy with. Could he win the fight? Sure. Do I think it's almost to pick him? Yeah, I do. So when it's that close, when I think, like, statistically, I think it's that close, I'm always going to go with my heart. Cowboy Cerrone, fucking great guy. Danger's going to fucking come in there with you afterwards, put the little earphones on him so he doesn't cry from all the noise. He's going to have a sun danger in the cage. I can see it now. I can visualize it. It's there. It's happening. I got it. So I also want to win the contest from, from Pure Evil MMA to have called the time and the how and all that that they're running because I really want that store merch credit. Um, so, yeah, dude, that's that's my call on that. I don't really want to get into the – um the sexual assault allegations that Connor's dealing with. I don't want to get into the all that stuff right now. This is a combat sports show. I want to talk about the actual card. Th- these are the things that I want you know the show to be about. I don't really want to get too far into out of cage stuff unless I absolutely have to for this. Let's just focus on it. Team SBG, their number one guy. Dana's probably favorite fighter ever versus Cowboy Cerrone, my probably favorite fighter ever. Let's see what happens that's what I'm calling for. Fucking A, I am stoked. I am so excited. I can't wait. Now, here's the point where we move into our phenomenal Twitter questions from my MMA familia, who I love so much. You guys participate all the time. You guys have been nonstop supportive of me, and I cannot ever find the words to articulate how important you are to me, how important you are to the show, how much you mean to me. I love, love, love you guys. So, Let's go ahead and get started. Our first question comes from my main man Gator Cody Labney, who writes. He says, uh, "Now that now that McGregor is back, no fighter can keep their name out of their keep his name out of their mouth. Usman, Masvidal, Gaethje, Habib, even though he's on a two uh, two fight losing streak, is Conor still the money fight in the UFC, or is he still the guy? Um, no." No, he's not the guy, regardless of if he wins, uh, if he wins this Saturday or not at the T-Mobile arena in Las Vegas, Nevada, over my boy, cowboy, he is not the man. He, he still moves the needle, of course. Right. But he used to have a mystique around him and a mystique that was kind of like how Anderson Silva used to have it, where what he said, you believed because he constantly backed it up and Conner is the guy who is such a good talker. The the his ability to speak on the mic and to have sound bites is unparalleled. He's better than Chael was. You know what I mean? He's better than Tito was by a lot. There's a lot of guys who have tried to do the trash talk. He's better than Colby, you know. Connor's the best probably trash talker the game has ever seen. Is he is he the man? He's still the biggest draw? No, I don't think so. I think he's been surpassed by several guys. Um will he always be a draw? Yeah, I think so because he's just, he's such a good talker and he can't fight. And he's a good fighter. So, but is he the man? No, I don't think so. I think the money won't be for these other guys who keep calling him out what they think it's going to be once it's offered. So, maybe they will be like, "All right, maybe I don't need to call out Connor." Cuz right now, that's what people see when they see Connor, they see dollar signs. And I think especially if he loses, but even if he wins, I don't think he's ever going to be the money fight that he once was. Uh, a few years ago. So that's my answer on that one. No, I don't think he's still the guy. Cody, my dude, Gator, appreciate it so much, my friend. Uh, moving on to question number two comes from one of the newer homies to the show who's been such a great guy, uh, Sirius King at Sirius King. And he asks, is the fight between Holly Holm and Raquel Pennington a must win for Holly? I do not think she can afford another loss. Who do you like to win the fight, Rocky or Holly? So. I don't think it's a must-win to stay in the UFC for Holly Holm, but I do think it's a a win for her to stay, like, kind of on the main card and be uh, kind of a relevant person at 135 or even 45, whichever one she wants to go into. But, um, no, the the UFC brass loves her, and I kind of alluded to it earlier. Uh, The UFC brass, they love her, okay? She has been... She has stepped up in all kinds of different ways. She knocked out Ronda in front of the biggest crowd, you know, at the time ever. There, she has something that they really love. She's very easy to deal with. So no, I, I think no matter what, unless she lost like five in a row, I think that she could co- continue her career in the UFC until she decides to retire. I mean, honestly, um, what do I see happening between her and Rocky? Like I said, I've got, I've got Holly Holm winning this fight for sure. I don't think Rocky Pennington has a 10% chance even to win. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, and I like Holly Holm. I really do. I love that she's a former boxer. I like her. I love everything about her, dude. I really do. So, yeah, shout out to, shout out to you, Serious King. Thank you so much for the question. Um, our next one moves on to my girl Pokemama, Mama and I'm going to paraphrase it. And also thank you for I love when you call me brotato. I think that's really funny. I've, I I never heard that before you started running that, my friend. So yes, I will I, I will gladly take the title of your brotato. Um she basically I'm paraphrasing like I said, she basically asked, is this going to be another year where people are looking for champ versus champ or super fights and you know, if so what would the ramifications be? No, I don't think this is going to be another year of super fights. I really, I don't see there being enough clamoring for for them to happen. I don't know if, um, I don't know if there's any that I want to see besides Izzy and John. And here's the reason why, and, I, and I've definitely brought this up before. I, I The thing I don't like about super fights is, yeah, it's cool like once a year with like one fight. But when guys are constantly trying to go up and down a weight class, it fucks up the divisions. The divisions need to move forward in order for the sport to move forward. There needs to be a clear top ten. The contenders need to fight each other, ascend the level, and fight for the title. That's how it works in this sport. That's how it needs to work. That's how it keeps the divisions moving forward. That's how people can, like... Follow along, you know what I mean. If they're more interested in a in like the welterweight division than they are in the 205, they can fucking follow that and see how the division's gonna play out. When you have guys moving around or calling out guys in different fucking weight classes, all it does is muck up the works. It slows things down. the The last thing the UFC needs with the way it's exploding is a slow down. So no, I don't think we're gonna see. Hardly any of those super fights, I guess, again, I think the only one that really has merit, that's really competitive, that really everybody would want to see would be Israel and John. And do I think it's going to happen? I I hope so. I don't know, but I, I certainly hope so. So yeah, I don't think it's going to be another year of champ versus champ, double champ, and fucking BMF belts. I don't think we're going to have a year like that. I really hope we're going to get back to bare bones. You fight your way to the fucking top. You fight the top contender, you beat them, you get a shot at the title. That's really how I like my UFC to be. I know that's how a lot of you feel as well, so that's how I feel on that one. Thank you very much, Pokemama, my California dreamin' homie. So, moving down to my boy Ken, Mr. Tittlewinks, who uh, also had a Holly Holm question. So, real Holly Holm love on the the Twitterverse tonight. And my boy Kenneth Robert at Mr. Tittlewinks says... Holly Holm's career has been up and down. She's had a taste of the UFC gold. Do you ever see a path to her becoming champion again? Or will just she just be become, or will she just become a gatekeeper for the Bantamweight division? What I see for Holly Holm is this. I see her beating the people who are out of the top five all the way through like 15. I really do. And then I see you probably that top five all beating her, at least consistently. But here's the thing. You can't ever count Holly Home out. I really think she could beat anybody, both at 35 and 45, on any given night except for Nunes. Um, she, she really could. She has the skill. She has the talent. She could do it. She also could lose to anybody on any given night at either 135 or even 145. It's such a mixed bag with her. You really never know what kind of Holly you're going to see. So... Are you going to see the Holly versus Ronda? Or are you going to see the Holly versus fucking Cyborg? You know what I mean? Or the the she was beating Misha Tate's ass and then she got choked out at the end. So she's really had such a, you're right, such a roller coaster up and down. No, I don't ever see her being a championship contender, but I do see her being able to at least go 500, if not more, over the next two or three years with several fights. Again, she's a bad matchup for everyone, but then also conversely, everyone's a bad matchup for her. So, um, yeah, thank you very much, Ken. Again, you're another homie. I loved how you um, put the hashtag Rhino Gang last week. That fucking made my day. Dude, I loved it. I loved the hashtag Rhino Gang uh, between you and some of the other boys and girls on Twitter. That was very cool. So thank you very much, my friend. Uh, The homie... Unsolicited fight picks, my dude, it wouldn't it wouldn't be a show without you and I'm sorry that your girl Bailey is not here to read it to you. you got you just got st- you got stuck with the old Rhino this week, but um, so your question is if okay, so once again, at combative views, unsolicited fight picks. If Connor loses next week, could he main event at another card? How much damage does his markability take? That's a fucking outstanding question as they all are. Um, yes, I think Connor could even go like. Three and three, right, if he were to take six more fights in the UFC. And he'll still be a draw. He'll still be someone who can put asses in seats, in particular in Britain, right? So not only Ireland, but, you know, England and Wales, wherever wherever they want to go out there, he could absolutely fill seats. He is such a beloved figure over there. Even with all of the out-of-cage bullshit, people still love him for the most part over there. I still see him being able to draw crowds wherever he goes. Okay. And particularly in that part of Europe. But even if he's like, you know, let's say he loses a couple in a row or a couple more in a row, whatever. And he's fighting someone, you know, like the number nine guy in the division, people still want to see that fight and he'll still probably talk it up. And he'll still probably, you know, people who are behind him will still be in insane fans for him. And the people who don't like it will still be insane fans against him. So yes, I think he will always be a draw as long as he's going at least like three and three, I think he's going to constantly be someone that people want to watch. Yes. So great question, my friend. I hope I answered it the way you were looking at uh, wanted to hear an answer. So now I believe that was my... Uh, last question that was written in. So now our next question was a voice question coming in from my guy Dave Frets. The I call him the Einstein of shoe graphic design. He is the Einstein of shoe graphic design. And I just realized now that shit fucking rhymes. <laughs> so uh, I'm not. I don't have bars the way that juice or tea would do. But that's my rhyme for the day. So yes, and my boy Dave says, Hey, what's up, Rhino? This is Dave Frets at Dave Frets. And at Solo Shoes on both Twitter and Instagram. Firstly, congratulations on making it through to the finals in the Pure Evil MMA Trivia Contest. Got a question for you on UFC 246 uh, for me revolving around the promotion, or should we say the lack of promotion leading up to the event. Just want to get your take on that, see what your opinion is, um, if it's to do with the sexual assault allegations with McGregor. Or what it is, I found it kind of interesting that they really backed off the promotion on this one, uh, given the past stature of McGregor, actually McGregor and Cowboy for that matter. So yeah, let's hear your thought on that and uh, keep pushing, man. Dave, thanks so much for that great question, dude. And yeah, I definitely, I'm glad I'm not the only one who noticed that, right? Like when the when the fight was first announced, of course there was all kinds of pub everywhere. Um, And when I say pub, somebody asked me on the, what does pub mean? Like, it means publicity. It's just short, okay? So that's what pub means when I say pub. Um, So, yeah, there were really, there was a lot of pub when it first came out that it was happening, and all of us were, like, freaking out, of course, like, we wanted to see it. And you're right. The last couple weeks it has been very minimal um, what has been promoted for this fight. There was two trains of thought. One, exactly what you said. Is it about Connor's out-of-the-cage problems that have made... The UFC kind of be like, oh, we don't want to put too much into this, whatever, um, because we're not sure how it's going to turn out later. And the other trait of thought was, for me, was, is he a big enough name and is Cowboy a big enough name? And because we've had a three-week hiatus, like, are all these things the perfect storm where they didn't have to dump a bunch of money into this, uh, into the promotion, and then see it's still going to draw big numbers? Is this kind of like a test? Like, do we really not need to put a ton of money into getting this fight out there, and then the numbers still be really high, right? So that's what I think is possible as well. Um, maybe it's a combination of both, but yeah, I definitely noticed that as well. Not a huge number of commercials, not a huge number of like I, I know Cowboy's doing his own thing on on um, I think I don't think it's on his Instagram or maybe it's even just on YouTube, but he's doing his own kind of behind the scenes stuff. But and I know Ariel has the big interview with Connor, but or again, like. Yeah, you're absolutely right. There wasn't a ton of publicity for this one and promotion, especially when it comes to a McGregor fight. So yeah, it could be a combination. It could be one or the other or a combination of both. But yeah, you're absolutely right. And great question. And again, folks, if you want some personalized graphic design stuff done, hit up my man, Dave Fretz, at Dave Fretz, uh, or Solo Shoes, which is his company. The guy is a goddamn genius when it comes to that. So, so cool. So thank you, Dave, for that. Well, Dave kind of alluded to it a little bit. Um, So your boy, the Rhino, was on the Pure Evil MMA uh, live stream last week for their Podcaster versus Podcaster MMA Trivia Tournament. Um, I faced uh, a show called Uba Plata Soup, I believe is what it is, and uh, he did a really good job. Fortunately, I was able to uh, get a few more questions right than he was. So I thought we were going to find out the other night who I was going to be playing on Tuesday between Juice from the Fighting With Myself podcast or uh, Irish Jake MMA. And uh, I guess there was some... But I watched both, and they both did a great job. I guess with some little bit of controversy or confusion as the as like fact checking on some of the answers for those guys. So they're doing a runoff, and I believe they're doing it today. So I will be facing either Irish Jake MMA, the kid, the upstart, the the whippersnapper, or Juice, the vegan, the singer, the rapper the amazing actor, the fabulous host of the Fighting Win Myself podcast, my good friend. Either one of them I'll be facing on Tuesday night. So check out at Pure Evil MMA. Uh, you can watch the live stream or then uh, he does an edited version that will let him come out either later that night or the next day. Uh, Eddie, man, Evil Eddie, what a great guy. I know had never met him before. I wasn't too familiar with them. And, my God, what a fantastic guy. What a great setup they have over there. They have some beautiful merch. I know my homie Donnie Rockets works over there. I mean, what a great setup. Very, very cool guy. Very fun interview. Very fun trivia questions that he had there. And, uh, yes, yeah, so I feel confident against either one of those guys. I'm really looking forward to it. So, check it out at Pure Evil MMA on Twitter. The live stream should be Tuesday uh, Tuesday evening. I'll put it out on Twitter as far as what time and all that kind of good stuff. So. Keep eyes open for that. Now is the time where I give my shout-outs, not just to my wonderful Twitter familia who asked me questions, but which I already gave you guys love for, and I love, love, love you so much. Thank you so much. And, yes, I know. I say love three times. I know. You guys can stop pointing it out. I'm familiar with it. It's a thing, and I'm fucking for it, okay? So shout-outs not only to everybody who asked a question, but to the king of Twitter, Jim Assoon, my main man from Niagara. Love you, buddy. Hope you're doing great to my girl Laura Purple Pants. Uh Laura reached out a little bit on Twitter saying she's just kind of bombed right now and there's some things going on Laura. All of us at MMA Twitter who interact with you we love you, okay? We think you are so awesome. I I really hope you know that you have a lot of people who care about you. Uh, this show absolutely does and there's a lot of other people do uh, who do as well. So keep your head up, keep fighting, keep pushing forward, stay the course. You're going to be just fine my friend. Big shout out to you. To my homie Drea. To my boy, do, Ashley the MMA nerd, Chelsea from the TKO, that's T, like you drink, like what's the tea, sis? Great podcast, Chelsea. Deja, the consigliere of combat sports with Rhino. Shout out to you. MMA Milliken. My boy, Marquise Johns. My homie, Mr. B1986. All of you guys, give these guys a follow. They are such fun people to follow on Twitter. They've got great content. They've got great takes on not just MMA, but boxing. Um, yes, this was a complete UFC show. I know that. We'll have more boxing and other content as it you know as it presents itself. But this is too big of a card. We've had too long of a layoff. I'm so fucking hyped for it. I can't wait. So for me... For uh, my, my my awesome engineer Dave, for Bailey, who's not here this week, but we'll be back. Thank you so much for tuning in to Combat Sports with Rhino. Check me out on Tuesday night on Pure Evil MMA for the trivia finals. We are out. Thank you so much and enjoy the fights on Saturday.